0: Welcome to Digging Into a Bible. Hey, hey, welcome to Digging Into the Bible. My name is Jim Barnard. This is a production of Tiller Coaching. All right, it's day 57, and we've got a lot to cover today. So we shouldn't waste time. Let's go ahead and dig in. This is Acts chapter 19, starting at verse 1. And it happened that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul passed through the inland country and came to Ephesus. There he found some disciples, and he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said, No, we have not even heard that there was a Holy Spirit. And he said, Into what then were you baptized? They said, Into John's baptism. And Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance telling the people to believe in the one who was to come after him, that is, Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they began speaking in tongues and prophesying. There were about twelve men in all. And he entered the synagogue, and for three months spoke boldly, reasoning and persuading them about the kingdom of God, But when some became stubborn and continued in unbelief, speaking evil of the way before the congregation, he withdrew from them and took the disciples with him, reasoning daily in the hall of Tyrannus. This continued for two years, so that all the residents of Asia heard the word of the Lord, both Jews and Greeks. So Apollos has gone from Ephesus. He is—he's—he's uh, he's been gone for a little bit. He's in Corinth, but his impact is still being felt. In fact, uh, it, it's pretty amazing that you know this—this this young believer, this um, this person that really didn't know everything, was able to make so many disciples for Jesus. He made twelve disciples, and um, you know. Good thing Paul shows up. He's able to tell these disciples the rest of the story, just like Paul Harvey. Good day. (laughs) Some people will not understand that reference. I think most people won't, but those of you that understand, you feel me. All right. So um so this is such a great argument, honestly, for rebaptism. There's kind of a debate of like, is rebaptism necessary or needed or like even even biblical? Well, these twelve men got rebaptized. So um I, I think that's a strong argument right there. <laughs> um it's just so awesome that um that Apollos was able to do what he did without much, uh, you know, f- like full knowledge and understanding that these 12 men got baptized and then rebaptized after Paul was able to step in and, and give them the rest of the story. And, um, you know, it's interesting. My my buddy Naroop has said this a few times. I don't know where he gets this uh this quote from, but I I believe it's well researched. That less than three percent of believers will make one disciple in their entire lifetime. And that includes their children. And that that stat astonishes me. Like that is unfathomable. Like I, I understand, like none of us feel like we're equipped, but I mean, certainly we got to be trying, like, um, especially with our kids, you know, and this Apollos character, like, he's like, I don't know, like, I'm just, (laughs) I believe and let's like make this happen. And he, he did a great job with these 12 men. And uh, anyways, let's, let's continue on. I, I love his boldness. Um, so after things ran its course for Paul in the synagogue, um, Paul found this amazing opportunity at this place called the Hall of Tyrannus. And I have no idea who Tyrannus is, what he's about, what he does, but clearly it's this gathering place that was being used for some other former function. Maybe a school, um, maybe a lecture hall of something. I, I I don't really know. But Tyrannus, you know, allows Paul to use this um, when it's not being occupied and what a gift. I have no idea if it was free rent or um, cheap rent but you know every single day Paul was able to um, to meet there and you know anyone that wanted to both Jews and Greeks were able to come together and be taught by Paul. This was an amazing opportunity. I mean honestly like I've got this beautiful orange and brown and white office um, at a, at a church called Highline and um, you know here in denver uh, that in the tech center area and th- not all of their os- offices are occupied and honestly they let me office here and they don't charge me any rent it's crazy like they're so exceptionally kind to me to be able to let me do my ministry out of this place um, and, and it's kind of the same thing like hey I, i'm not using this this hall for you know the these five or six hours or whatever it is paul if you want to have at it go for it, man. And, um, you know, I, I don't know what Tyrannus is about, but I just, I love the fact that he made this venue available for Paul to use. And um, and Paul had this great opportunity. In fact, in First Corinthians 16, uh, verses 8 through 9, Paul says this, but I will stay on at Ephesus until Pentecost or uh, <laughs> the day of perplexion, blazao. um the the translation's iffy. Uh, because of the great door for effective work has opened to me, and there are many who oppose me. And so Paul is saying this opportunity is too great to pass up. He stayed there for two years teaching at this hall. And, you know, some scholars say that maybe Paul was able to teach up to 2 million people through this hall, through this opportunity. And I just think that that's amazing. So, um, you know, I don't don't know what opportunities are out there for you to to teach or to share about God, but man, we got to be taking them because less than 3% of us will make one disciple in our lifetime. That's astonishing. We got to change that. We got to figure that out. Um, I don't know now. Let's go for it right now. Um, Yeah. So anyways, uh, went a little long today. I told you there was a lot to cover. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I will see you tomorrow as we continue on with Acts chapter 19. I'll see you then.